say praise the Lord today? Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. And you turn to the person next to you and say, aren't you glad you're in God's house? Just turn to the person on the other side and say, something really good is going to happen. Something really good is going to happen. Amen. You're already blessed today, aren't you? Yes. Hallelujah. I tell you, your pastor is very prophetic. Sometimes he tells me these little jokes, but he doesn't realize that the Holy Spirit's speaking behind his, his little statements. Praise God. I believe this is a prophetic church. Can you say yes? Yes. yes. There's a flow of the Holy Spirit here. Yes. And, you know, you have to be careful if you... Uh, it's like standing on the edge of the river on the bank. You could slide in, but that'd be all right. That'd be all right. So you just might as well just relax. Just go ahead and take a big drink of the Lord today. Because I believe God's going to fill your cup to overflowing. Yes. Can you say yes? Yes. yes. Amen. Praise God. Well, I'm Stephen Brooks. I'm so happy that you're here in the house of the Lord, this mighty church. Here's my wife, Kelly. And uh, we are from North Carolina, over from the Charlotte area. But it's a real joy to jump up to the uh, state capitol. Hallelujah. All right. And uh, see what God's doing up here. And I know that he's doing great things. Praise the Lord. There is a product table available after the service. I want to encourage you to jump over there and uh, sow into your spiritual well-being. I did a, a teaching once that's helped a lot of people. And uh, I need to tell you, there's somebody that shows up in your life from time to time. Hopefully not very often. But even if you lived on a remote island all by yourself, he's still going to show up. Jesus <laughs> talked about this person. His name is Trouble. Mm. Has he ever come to your door before? Yes. Well, I learned something from the Lord, and I did a teaching on it, how to make trouble your servant. Mm. I mean, after all, if he's going to show up, you might as well put him to work for all you. Right. Right. <laughs> he's there to cause you trouble. He has no idea. He's about to go to work. That's, That's it. Good. Who's, got, who's had some trouble? Maybe lately, and you need to tell trouble what to do. That'll help you out. God bless you. Trouble will leave now. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you like the stories in the Bible like Elijah and Elisha? Yes. Moses and, uh, you know, uh, Joshua, Paul, Timothy. You, yes. you think something's going on here. And, uh, wow, there's a fragrance of the Lord that's swirling up here. And it started just a little bit early. Mm -hmm. It's a Middle Eastern fragrance that's, that's right. uh, visiting that's us today. Right. Wow. Get ready for a flavor. See, God's into uh, global right outreach. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what I like about this church. It's not just localized, but these messages go forth. Praise yes. God. Hallelujah. And God is doing something today. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. He's visiting yeah. us in a special way. Yeah. Yes. I believe he's going to touch you right where you're at. Yeah. I did a teaching about the subject of mantles. Who'd like to get a new mantle today? Yeah. Yeah. Praise Good the Lord. Lord. That sister right there in that nice soft orange shirt <laughs> hallelujah god bless you today amen praise god mm, say thank you jesus thank you jesus yes. the lord is the giver of gifts praise the lord uh this book is the only book out of all the books i've written that has my personal testimony amen. how god redeemed me out of a real hard situation and uh, begin to lift me and bless me, uh, bless me and lift me up. It's called the sacred anointing. And the anointing is really something that you, you can't live without. Hallelujah. Yeah. The anointed sister in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. All these are available on the product table. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, I had a I had a, an evangelist one time and I was just starting out in ministry. He said, Stephen, you've got to have a product table. 
I said, well, I can have a table. I ain't got nothing to put on it, though. He said, he said you need bucks. He said, they'll bless the people. And I remember thinking, wow, if I could just maybe have, like, one CD, one, maybe one even cassette, it was like cassette tapes at that time, maybe a cassette tape on the table. I'd really be stepping up. Well, the Lord has he's helped me to get product. But it's for your edification. Yes. Praise God. I wrote a book that will take you past window shopping. Standing outside the window, I always wish you could get it, but you just can't. There's something in front of you. Either you don't have the money or you just yeah. whatever. So I, I wrote a book called Manifesting. Yeah. The Blessings of God. Yes. Ever get tired of just talking about it? You ready yeah. for manifestation? Yeah. And really, the, the world, the, the unbelievers, they need to see the manifestations, a demonstration. Yes. Yeah. They don't yeah. really want an explanation. They want somebody to show you how to get there. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you, sister. Amen. Go ahead and manifest the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You have your Bibles today? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the book of James. I want to show you the first scripture that I ever heard an angel speak to me. Praise the Lord. This is the first time I ever heard a supernatural voice. Uh, I have had some encounters with the Lord. But I'd never heard a heavenly voice before. And I want to show you what the first supernatural sound I ever heard sent to me. Let's go to James chapter 4. Praise God. Just say, I'm ready for the new wine. I'm ready, I'm ready for, for the, the new, new wine. wine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. you got to drink something. Might as well drink Jesus, right? Absolutely. Mm. Heavenly Father, we ask as we go into your word that your word would be quickened by your Holy Spirit. Yes. Coming alive, yes. a fountain of life and truth. Let us deep, uh, drink deeply today. We ask, oh God, that your spirit would be moving. That this not just be like a history lesson or some kind of a classroom study. But that your word be alive and your spirit be touching your people today. We thank you that you know every need. So, oh God, meet those needs by your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow, hallelujah. Mm, somebody's been praying here this morning, haven't they? Yes. Last night and so forth, you feel the Lord's presence. Yes. Verse 8, uh, it says, uh, James 4, it says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Yes. Well, I remember decades back that when I was visiting my grandmother's house, and all the relatives were there, that on a certain day, because everybody was together, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, and cousins going out your ears, that uh, somebody <laughs> said, let's go up and visit so-and-so uh, and go see his place. And uh, that was up on the hill. So everybody left the house, went up on the hill, and I went up there too, but I came back before everybody else. I, I, I kind of thought it was boring. You know, you get tired of talking all the time about you know, all these uh, things. I love, I love family, but I just I just wanted to go back to the house and uh, went back to my grandmother's house. I'm sitting there in, in one of the bedrooms, uh, not trying to be spiritual or anything like that, just relaxing, and I heard a voice. It was a male voice, and it spoke to me what seemed to be audible, and it said, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Yeah. I jumped off that bed, lifted the covers up, up beneath the mattress, and lifted the bed sheet. I thought my brother, one of my brothers, had snuck back and got to back to the house before I did, and was maybe hiding underneath the bed, messing with me. But there's nobody under the bed. I went into the bathroom just to make sure he, one of the brothers, didn't hide in the bathroom. You know, I'm trying to pull my leg. There's nobody in the bathroom, and I, and I realized it, it was the voice of the Lord. 
in essence, it was an angel speaking on behalf of the Lord. Yes. But that angel had come in, into the room, and I've had angels come since then sharing different messages from the Lord. But that was the first thing I ever heard supernaturally from the Lord. Beautiful. Now, as you and I both know, it's in the Bible, right? That's yeah. right. But, uh, there's a lot in the Bible. So the Lord quickens to you what your life theme is. The Lord puts an emphasis on your particular calling and your destiny, and He knows how to help you get there. That's and you right. say yes. yes. So when I heard that voice speak that, I knew that was somewhere in the Bible. I knew it was in the New Testament. Began to look and certainly uh, uh, found it there in the book of James as we see there. But you have to understand that even should you receive a supernatural word from the Lord, you have to be more than just a hearer. Even James said that in the same book. He said, you've got to be a doer. That's right. You've got to be a doer or it's not going to profit you. So I began to take that word in, in my own way and in the knowledge that I had, which at that time was very little. I began to do the best that I could to try to figure this thing out of seeking the Lord. How do you seek the Lord? How do you go about it? And it's very interesting because it says, it says, draw near to God and he will. He will. Not that he might or, well, I sure hope he does. No, if you do your part, yeah. you can be guaranteed he'll do his part. That's yes. right. And he'll come near to you. And so I need to tell you that things can get very, very interesting when he begins to draw near to you. Your life can begin to change very, very dramatically because he will come. Well, uh, uh, Pastor Stephen, when he comes, like, what, what's that like? That's what we need to talk about. Yeah. Because when the Lord begins to come into your life in a different dimension, in a different level, in a different grace, uh, you'll find out that he really likes to talk. Wow, does the Lord ever like to talk? And uh, I had no idea he likes to talk, to talk so much. But he'll talk about all the kinds of details of your life. He'll talk about your future. He'll talk about your family, your children. He'll talk about your career, where he wants you to go, what's going on right now. And he will begin to draw near. He will begin to come near to you. One of the ways that you'll see this evidenced, and you'll see this verse validated in your life, is by his presence. The yeah. increase of his presence. And you begin to realize, you know what, God is extremely real. And he comes with this presence. I, uh, I was just listening to a testimony. My wife said, she said, Stephen, listen to this testimony of this Israeli woman, a Jewish woman in Israel who got saved. Well, she was riding a motorcycle as an unbeliever. Didn't even know if there was a God. Most, most Jews are secular. They don't, you know, they don't go to Torah studies. They just want to make money, live life, and have a happy life. And so she was unsaved, riding on a motorcycle in Israel, living in sin, all kinds of sin, and she called out, God, if you're real and if you do exist, somehow prove it to me before I just kill myself because I hate my life. And she said this, this presence came all over her of a peace beyond understanding, even an inability to explain it. And it came all over her, and she didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. for, so for like the next year or two years, she began to seek. What was that that visited me that night on the motorcycle? She went into every New Age stream, went into every Eastern mysticism stream, began to explore every type of religion under the sun, and none of them could uh, replicate what happened to her on that bike. And she finally, through the grace of God, ends up... Uh, out at a farm in Israel and meets some Messianic Jews who believe in Christ as their Savior who've received Him 
and she goes to one of those meetings and there comes that presence again. She said, that's what it was that came to me yes. that night on the motorcycle. See, it, it's different from anything else in the world. Yes. And when yes. the Lord begins to draw near, there's the, his presence. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when there, there, there's a presence, there means there's a person behind it. That's right. But you're going to know that the Lord is answering that verse to you when you see a great increase of his presence in your life. Now, tell the person next to you, say, expect it. He's coming. Expect, expect it. it. He's coming. Wow. All you have to do is draw near. That's all you got to do. Let's go to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. want to say hello to everybody watching on live stream, watching live on the service right now. Also, that will be watching later on the various internet platforms, YouTube, uh, Periscope, and etc. We are so glad that you're here as well today. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, very famous verse, and I want to look at verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. I don't think any of us have an issue with believing that God is. We don't have to go back and kind of like restudy the book of Genesis. And, and You already know He's the Creator. He's, your, he's God. He's your Lord. And He's actually your Savior. So we believe that He is. But see, you also have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who do what? Diligently see. You have to believe there's a reward in this. Uh, don't play the false humility game. Well, I, I'm just seeking the Lord and I'm not really expecting anything out of this. No, no, no. Nobody does stuff like that. <laughs> Nobody is going to invest that type of time for nothing. That's right. like going to your boss and saying, I just want you to know I'm going to work 40 hours for you this week. I don't really expect you to pay me. I just want to do it just because I just like to do it. Well, that's, that system doesn't work. God created you to respond to a reward system. Yeah. After all, when, when David heard the report about Goliath, yep. he goes to the battle. Really, there was no battle, right? They're both engaging in a potential one. He goes there and he hears that if you kill the giant, there's some goodies in the bag for the person who does it. What does he say? He says, uh, what, what are the benefits to the person yeah. who does this? Yeah. What is he saying? I want to know what I'm going to get out of this if I do this. Mm -hmm. Because there's an opposite. If it doesn't work, he, he's dead. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So in other words, if I'm willing to risk my life and go out there and fight this guy, what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. And it was all laid out for him, the fringe benefits. Number one, wealth and riches. Number two, fame. That, that would be an easy one. Number three, tax exemption for your family household. Well, don't you know all the brothers were saying, go, oh, do it, kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no more taxes for the rest of your life. How about that? And then, you know, whoever does this also, you're going to get the king's daughter. Hmm. He found, David found out through some inquiries that she was attractive. He said, all right, all these lined up just right. I'm going to go for it. But he basically said, what's in it for me? Is there a reward? Mm -hmm. So God's saying that if you diligently seek him, that if you do draw near to him, what will he do? He's going to draw near to you, and he'll actually reward you. Amen. If you will diligently seek him, there is, I'm telling you, there is reward in this like you wouldn't believe. Amen. Amen. Mm, and I'm not just talking like spiritual, ethereal stuff where you see an angel feather float down and land on your shoulder. Uh, I, that, that's nice. But that angel feather will not pay your bill. If you understand that, right? But I'm trying to tell you that God is able to break through, break into your life, and begin to make your life like the Garden of Eden. 
and make every aspect of your life beautiful. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Say yes. 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 Ooh, ooh. There's a reward. And when you are seeking, you have to have that expectancy. Yeah, yeah, Somehow yeah. God is going to honor this. You and I both know it's not like everybody's getting up at 3.30 in the morning to pray. And so for, for a believer to do something like that, for a believer to come to a Friday night prayer meeting, for, for a believer to sacrifice and sow seed, for a believer to give and yield their time, uh, the Lord sees that. He sees sacrifice. The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the whole earth. Mm, glory to God. And when he sees people seeking him with all of their hearts, you'll find him. That's right. You'll find him. Yes. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to be expecting a reward. And I want you to be expecting that as you implement this, he's going to draw near. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. It's very, very exciting. I want you to see this in Psalm 16. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Wow. Mm. You know, when you begin to seek the Lord, I need to let you know in advance, your life begins to get divinely aligned and alterations start getting made. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Let me see if I can say it like this. If you are a serious athlete I'm not talking like maybe recreational if you're a serious athlete the more you sweat the more you train the less you want sugar oh it's not that you're trying to give up sugar it's not that suddenly like you're offended by cheesecake it's just that the more you sweat you just don't really have a taste for that why when, when you exercise endorphins are released in your brain and chemicals and hormones are released into your body and your body begins to change and you may used to crave chocolate cake and ice cream i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i like it too but when you begin to sweat a whole lot exercise a whole lot your body even your taste buds will change and your body has certain cravings now it wants protein instead of sugar mm -hmm. yes. because right. it needs fuel right. and your body if you listen to it it'll tell you what it what, what it needs mm -hmm. And, it, and you feed it the right stuff. And those other things that maybe were cravings, those cravings start to change. Mm -hmm. You're not really even trying to make it. See, you don't need to focus on, in essence, trying to change something that's a negative. What you need to do is just focus on the Lord. Yeah. And all that other stuff starts to just dissolve yes. and go away. And the more you go after the Lord, you're going to lose a craving for some of these things that you used to think were so important. Yes. That's right. Amen. I was talking to a man one time. He was wanting to get into the prophetic flow. And I was trying to help pull him into that flow. And you could ride that flow uh, through grace on the gifting of others. But if you wanted to develop so you could stand on your own and just minister, you know, on the spot, anywhere, anytime, place, you're going to have to develop that. Right. And I said, I said, if you would just seek the Lord, that anointing will begin to touch you as an individual. And um, he, said, he said to me, he said, I will seek the Lord. But he said, not during the month of March. Mm. I said, why? He said, that's March Madness. And my whole world stops for March Madness. You know, NCAA, NCAA basketball, the playoff championships. He said, I shut the whole thing down during March. I said, that would be the month God would want to visit you. That's right. <laughs> like, don't say that. But I can, I can guarantee you that's just the way he works. That's the way God works. And if that brother would be willing to... Uh, go after the Lord, he would find that Mark's madness would actually 
dissipate. Uh -huh. Now to him, they even make a suggestion that was beyond his comprehension. Mm -hmm. But there are things that people get them they get themselves tangled up with. Uh, and they're not bad things, but they, they love these things and they crave these things. And God put a craving in you. But you have to know how to direct that craving or else you'll end up over in drugs. You'll end up over in sexual morality. That's you'll right. end up over in trying to have people fulfill it. And it's God put the cravings, but you've got to know how to make that passion go after the Lord. Amen. Or else you'll always be unsatisfied. Because nothing else can satisfy That's you. Right. And the more you go after Him, the more you're going to be filled up with what really counts. And you're going to be so happy. And you'll look back on those things and you'll think, I can't believe that thing used to capture my attention. Yeah. Not that it was even a wrong thing. But you'll be like, wow. And what, what's going on? God's changing you. Yes, he is. He's making you more like Jesus. Amen. Yes. Wow. Amen. It's a very exciting journey. Yes. Praise the Lord. Psalm 16. And God's just touching you right where you're at today. Yes. Right where you're sitting, God's touching you. Dissolving taste for certain things. Yes. And he's, he's modifying that so that your passion is going to be after him. Yes. You still have hobbies. You still have things you like. You still have your career. You still have things that require your attention and your focus. But you'll find that God starts to lift you higher into a place where you see he's greater than all. He's greater than all. See, I've been to the, uh, the Paris Museum, uh, the Louvre, where they've got the, um, uh, the great painting of the Mona Lisa. And, you, you know, I'll have to be honest, I, I wasn't impressed with it. I mean, it's... It's nice, but I mean, the day that we're there, I think there's 100,000 people there. Mm -hmm. It was just thousands and thousands of people. And if you want to see the Mona Lisa, you've maybe got a pocket of 5,000 people. They're all fighting to get to the front, just snap a picture, basically to say, I saw it. And so you see all these people, I'm standing there looking at it, and they're just, they're going crazy over the picture. But they have no interest in the in the man who actually painted it. Right. They don't even know who painted it. That's right. And at, and at the now I know the painter passed away hundreds of years ago. But if he was in the next room, they still wouldn't even go in the next room. Uh, we can get caught up in the thing, uh, in in the creation, and not and, and miss the Creator. That's right. That's right. And you, uh, when you start to draw near to the Lord, you're you're like, man, He's the highest high. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing else yeah. really greater than life. Amen. And so you really start to begin to drink from the Lord. Can you say yes? Yes. Verse 11, David said, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness. fullness. Now say fullness. Fullness. A joy. A joy. There is no drug that can get you higher than Jesus. That's right. right. Oh, Pastor Stephen, you haven't had, uh, you haven't mixed Red Bull and vodka. No, no, I don't need to mix Red Bull and vodka and, and all of the experiment with all of these things, crystal meth or heroin and all of this. I'll just tell you right now, they can never get you as high as God can. That's right. That's right. And the reason people get into those things is they're Searching. looking for satisfaction. Right. They are looking for a high. They're looking to fill something that only God can fill. Yes. They don't really know. Now, they may even be believers. But they don't really know that the Lord really is that great. And He can outshine all of that stuff. That's right. <clears throat> and He really is. There is nothing out there that can satisfy you with fullness of joy like the Lord can. I, I remember, go back in time, maybe 30 years, there was this commercial. As a young boy, I would see it on television. It was a beer commercial. And it showed all these men gathered around a campfire drinking <laughs> this beer. And they're, you know, laughing. I mean, most likely in real life, they're probably telling dirty jokes and stuff like that. But they're, you know, got their feet propped up, and it just seemed like a real man thing. And the commercial tells <laughs> off 
it kind of trims off and ends by saying, it just doesn't get any better than this. Uh, yeah. You know, the old beer commercial and that. <laughs> you know, what a lie. Right. Yeah. A, a, a bunch of men sitting around a campfire telling dirty jokes, getting right. drunk. Right. Hey, it does get a lot better than that. See what's going on? They're drinking from the wrong source. Amen. Yeah. They're not seeking after the Lord. Yeah. Because when you seek after the Lord and you see Him, you're like, oh, I don't want that. Right. Why would I go down when I can go up? That's yeah. right. Well, praise right. the Lord. Yeah. It's like saying, why yeah. would I drive a Yugo when I could drive a Yugo? Yeah. 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 That's right. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because really, in the Lord's presence is fullness of joy. That's right. <clears throat> we had some relatives come from Ireland. Uh, Kelly, she has, she's one of the few people that actually has triple citizenship. She's a U.S. citizen. She's also a dual citizen of Ireland. Did you know that? She's got her Irish passport, just like she's got her U.S. passport. But she has a very unique situation. She's actually a triple citizen. She's also a citizen of heaven. So we had we had a lot of our relatives from her family come in from Ireland and uh you know that they love America because here you can get a pair of jeans in America for thirty dollars in Europe two hundred dollars for a pair of Levi jeans. So they like to come here, they like to shop and so we hosted them around and uh, uh, took them to the Biltmore. You know, everybody loves the Biltmore, right? And all the flowers are out. This is when the Biltmore Mansion's got the flowers going full tilt. And so uh, Kelly's taking them over to the uh, flower area and, you know, they're blown away by it. Uh, personally, I've seen it before. And it is all of that. It is pretty amazing. It's the highest level on the earth that you can take flowers. And, uh, and so I was supposed to go over there and meet them like at 11 o'clock or something like that in the morning. But I was back at the hotel room and I was praying. And I got so caught up that I realized it's 10 o'clock, you know, it's 10.15, it's 10.45. And I know what Kelly's thinking, Stephen needs to come and see the flowers with us. I got so caught up with the man that made the flowers, Jesus. Yeah. Right. I, I never made it. I never made it. And Kelly said, you're missing the flowers. I said, yeah, but I'm looking at something far greater. Yeah. And I could not pull myself away from it. Yeah. The joy. The presence of God so strong in the hotel room. I'm like, if I leave and go anywhere, it's it's like a step down. Yeah. Now you have to come down off the mountain, right? Jesus and uh, Peter, James, and John. You cannot live on the mountaintop. Why? The people are at the bottom. That's you right. have to come down and minister to the people. Right. Matthew chapter right. 17, Mount Transfiguration, all that good stuff. But my friends, you need to know that the great spots are up there in the Lord. Yes. And you need to be going up, beholding the glory of the Lord. And you really will be the happiest person on the planet. Yes, yes. Fullness. Say fullness. Fullness. Of joy. But see, it's in the presence of the Lord, so you need to be spending time in that presence. Drawing near to the Lord, and He'll reward you with that presence. And He'll go with you when you come out of your prayer time. All right. That's right. When you leave your prayer room, your area of devotion. See, this is what God's doing. There's, there's a shift going on in the thinking of the church. It used to be that there was CDs and tapes and messages all about... Uh, what we would call soaking, spending time with the Lord, right? Soaking in His presence. Uh, sometimes uh, we charismatics, we get all kinds of neat little cliches. Pickling in His presence. How about that? It's like a cucumber in vinegar juice. We come out pickled, right? So we would get all these cool little expressions of spending time with God. But see, God wants to take you beyond soaking. That's right. Yes. Where you really develop a, like the great saint talked about, practicing the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Well, God's presence is with you when you're doing dishes. Right. And even when the babies are screaming, right. you still sense that presence. 
you begin to realize God's with you all the time. Yes. Now, you still need to have your devotional times. You still need to have the waiting on the Lord times. That's what kind of gets the fire, the furnace going. But it's not like you walk out of your devotional time with the Lord and say, well, that was it. I'm done with my God stuff. Now I can be me. Right? Now I can do my worldly stuff. You know, no, he goes with you everywhere. That's yeah. right. presence everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. You know, um, you can get used to this. Uh, I, I want to be careful with the word, the phrase used to. But you develop a lifestyle of it. Mm -hmm. And you don't take it for granted. But it's not like you always notice it. And when we used to pastor our church, we had, we had people come in and visit. And I remember one Sunday morning, I was just preaching and teaching. To me, it just kind of seemed like a normal service. And then after the service was over, uh, my daughter went to lunch with some of the visitors. She knew them because they had gone to a couple classes together. And it was the mom and the two kids. And so my daughter goes off to lunch with them. And my daughter told me later when she came home, kind of what was going on during the lunch conversation, they had left the service, they went to eat, and that mother sat down to eat and she said, wow, she said, that was crazy. That was wild. My daughter said, what? And the woman said, God was in that building. My daughter said, well, yeah. And the lady was like, but uh, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. She said, God was in the building. She said, I came in the building I was like God's in this place. But, I, I, you know, that's what we're trying to live in. Yeah. Amen. That's what we're trying to live in. Amen. And she said, I've never, I've never had that in my life before. She's in church every Sunday. Right. Sunday morning, that's Sunday right. night, believing on a midweek Bible studies. And she's never, she's never had that presence. Never had that presence. Wow. You have to choose what you're going to drink from. That's right. Uh -huh. Wow, because you can drink anything you want. That's right. But I just want to tell you what will satisfy. It's only the Lord. Amen. Right. Glory to God. Tell the person next to you, just take another drink. Just take another drink. You can have all you want. <laughs> Woo! Because in his presence is fullness of joy. That's right. I believe God wants to take us somewhere deeper in our understanding. That's right. Yes. Look at verse 8. This is what David said. I have set the Lord always before me. Hmm. Always before me. I have to admit some of these things I used to not understand. Then as I begin to grow in the Lord and also get inspiration, I begin to see it. Oh, now I know what's going on. Hmm. See, the ability to step into new levels and the ability to do exploits in God is based primarily upon the exposure that you receive, mm -hmm. which is why I have products to give you exposure, mm -hmm. to show you that there's somebody else walking in it, and then you think, well, if they can, I can too. Amen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you see somebody else go through the door, you realize, now, if I, do, if I work the same principles, I can go through that too. That's right. Uh, it might come out a little bit different for me because we all have different personalities, different styles, and et cetera, et cetera. But I can, I can do these things too and step into that as well. Praise God. That's right. Hallelujah. Now it says here, I have set the Lord always before me. Where's the dear lady that saw the Lord in the vision at Calvary struggling for, for breath? Raise your hand. Who's the, who's the person? You were sitting over here. 
You saw the Lord on the cross. The visitor. And no, Ina saw it. No, Ina saw it. Ina saw it. You saw him. No, but she got the rhema word. She got the rhema word about it. And you got the word about it. Because yeah. you saw the Lord, and it was for you, and you received your healing. No, opposite. It's the opposite. the opposite. You got the word, and you got your healing. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. She received the rhema word as we spoke it for us. Right, and but she you was saw healed. it. That's amazing. <laughs> Praise God. To see the Lord Jesus on the cross, struggling to breathe, mm -hmm. and somebody sees that, shares that word, somebody's healed from asthma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. See, right. I accept the Lord always before me. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if you set the Lord before you on the cross, yes. uh, he's been flagellated, back tore open, all parts of his body wounded and bruised and beaten and his beard yanked out, and you see that, you don't want to go out and get drunk. That's right. That's right. When you set that before you and you meditate on that for 30 minutes, mm -hmm. you don't want to go out and cuss somebody out who pulled That's out right. in front of you on the freeway. That's right. You're just like, go ahead. I'll take my time. I'm happy. <laughs> it's okay. It does something to you. Yes. Mm. See, the power of, of Christianity is in the cross. It's when you even take communion you're celebrating this is wild you're not celebrating his life or resurrection you're actually celebrating his death mm -hmm. that used to completely puzzle me we're celebrating his death we're, we're we're looking into his death yes because out of his death comes life mm -hmm. and the more you experience that death the more life you have mm -hmm. and life will just spring out of you yes, glory to god hallelujah, hallelujah. so you, you can look at the lord on the cross you set the lord before you uh, Pastor Stephen, I have migraine headaches all the time. What should I do? See the see the, the crown of thorns shoved onto his head. Mm -hmm. And all of that pain and agony going into him so you can be free. Amen. That's right. Suicidal Amen. thoughts. Depression. See Christ crucified. See the crown of thorns. He took all of that mental pain so you don't have to take That's it. That's right. Set the Lord before you. And it'll just dry up all of this other stuff. Yep. Mm, praise you, Jesus. Glory. Glory to God. Yeah. Now, in the various streams of Christianity, we all have our strengths. Pentecostal stream, we have our strength. The Baptist stream, they have their strength. Evangelism, we have ours, the charisma, the gifts of the Spirit, and fiery preaching and all of that. But uh, the whole church is beautiful. The, the Lutherans, you know, bringing forth the salvation is by faith. It's like grace. You can't earn it. Everybody's adding to this beautiful coat of many colors. But whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you can pull things from the Catholic Church that will greatly help you. Mm -hmm. I remember reading about some of the great saints in their, in their stream and how they would just stare at the crucifix. Now, a natural carnal, even Christian, would think, how boring. <laughs> but they're receiving the very life of God. Glory to God. You know, there was a woman in Germany, Teresa Newman, mm -hmm. uh, a German uh, Catholic. They called her a mystic. Let me tell you right now, Hitler was terrified of that woman mm. because of the walk of God that she had. Mm -hmm. And anybody that would come into that little room to visit her, mm -hmm. she could tell instantly, no matter what kind of clothes you had on, whether you were a man or woman of God or not. Mm -hmm. You don't have to come in with your clerical robot. You could walk in total stranger and be a man of God. She said, hello, Father. 
Mm. You know, all kinds of things supernaturally operating very, very strongly in the gifts of the Spirit. But these were all people that looked unto the Lord. Yes. They would see the Lord and they would meditate Christ on the cross. And they had tremendous gifts of the Spirit flowing through them. Hallelujah. Yes. And as you do that, you come into the fullness of Christ. Glory to God. The fullness of Christ. Yes. Mm, hallelujah. Somebody's being touched right now. Yes. Somebody's being delivered. Yes. Set free right now. I want yes. you to be able to see Jesus. Yes. The fullness of joy. Yes. Spending time with God. Yes. One time I had something, something happen. It was so uh, startling to me. I didn't even want to talk about it. I saw a man in a vision mm -hmm. while I was in prayer submerged into a lake. It looked like an enormous lake, maybe an ocean of sewage. Mm. And I said, oh, he was so defiled and filthy and dirty. He wasn't just coated with the sewage. He was saturated with it. Mm. It's like he had become it. Mm. And I saw him lifted up out of the sewage with his hands out, spread out like that in tremendous agony and suffering and pain. And I came out of the vision, and I said, God, I don't even want to know what that meant. That's too, too hard for me to handle. Looking at something like that uh, is revolting to my, to my nature. I said, I don't even want to know what that was. And two days went by, and I was just doing a normal thing, just uh, taking care of some things I needed to do. And I heard the Lord speak to me and say, that was me. I said, no. He said, that was me. I said, Lord, no. He said, that was me. He said, I took all of your sin upon myself. I became sin for you. Yes, yes. And for the whole world, who would ever receive me? That's right. I've already bore their sins if they'll just receive me. That's right. They can have eternal life. Yes. And the Lord said, I also showed you a dimension of my grace mm. by showing you that I've redeemed you from filthy poverty. Mm. Because poverty is filth. It's a part of the yes. curse. Right. I took all of your poverty Amen. on me. Amen. Yes. Anybody ever stuck your head into a trash dumpster? It stinks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anybody been, ever been to some of these undeveloped countries where there are my, uh, mounds and small <laughs> mountains of trash and debris yeah. and children and families are living on it. There's nothing holy about poverty at all. No. And the Lord told me in that vision two days later, he said, what you were also seeing was all the effects of the curse entering me. Mm. And that's what I saw. Woo, and I came out of that. I said, I don't ever have to be poor again. Thank uh, God. It all went on Jesus. Yes. It all went on the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, right. mm. See, David said, I always saw the Lord before me. That's right. Mm -hmm. I saw the Lord before me. Mm. Hallelujah. Woo, are you ready to drink of the Lord today? Yes. Yes. He's going to fill you up. Yes. His presence is coming to you very quickly. Look at this in uh, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2. I'm getting ready to pray for you in just a minute. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, let me catch up with you. Somebody is getting free today. Yes, Father. Somebody is going to start drinking out of a different cup. Yes. Woo. Hallelujah. Yes, and you're going to be so happy. Yes. Glory. You're going to be so full of joy. Yes. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. <clears throat> For my people have... The Lord said, this is my people. My, my people have committed two evils. 
Here's what they did. Number one, they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters. Mm. What's going on? They're not drinking of the Lord anymore. Mm -hmm. What is a fountain? It's, it's water that's under pressure. And it can just whoo, shoot right into you. Mm, praise God. I was walking out in the woods one time, the, the backwoods of Carolina, on a, on a friend's property. He had no idea what was on his property. I found it for him. I was walking back in his back acreage. He had a lot of acreage. And I was coming up an area where there was a waterfall. And I'm thinking, I wonder what the source of the waterfall is. And I kept following it, following it. And I came up to an area where there was a hill. And out of the hill was a fountain of water shooting out. Wow. Shooting out. It was under pressure. And he had no idea that he had this on his land. <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness. This would probably triple the value of his property. Uh, but a fountain. You could, I, I could just drink right out of that water. I mean, it was gushing out. Gushing out. Well, the problem with uh, the Lord's people under the Old Covenant is they wanted to serve the Lord, but they also wanted to do all this other stuff. Yep. Uh -huh. Lord, we love you. Uh, we still want to have a covenant, but we like Baal. Mm. We like Asherah. We like all of this other stuff, and maybe we can just mix it all together, and you don't mind. No, he did mind. Mm. He's a very jealous God. That's right. And so they had stopped drinking from the fountain of life. And Jesus in the Gospel of John said, I'm the fountain mm. of living water. You drink of me. Woo! And you'll, you'll be satisfied. Hallelujah. So they're, they're drinking from these other fountains. And this is what he said through Jeremiah. They've hewn themselves cisterns. Broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so you're never going to be satisfied. You can, you can delve into it 80 hours a week. It's never going to satisfy you. You can be the wealthiest man in the world. Solomon was. Still not satisfied. And the only thing that's ever going to satisfy you is to drink of the Lord from that fountain. Can you say yes? Yes. He's going to take you somewhere. He's going to reward you like you wouldn't believe if you'll do it. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I was young in the Lord. I had heard the Lord speak this to me. And me and a bunch of young people, we were in our 20s. We were living together. Uh, we were on fire for the Lord. But there was this one young brother who'd been a heroin addict for years. His life ruined. His brain fried. Yeah. He got saved. <laughs> and he fell so in love with the Lord. It was, it just, I mean, he began to just be so on fire for the Lord. He would work all day, and the moment he came home from work, he would go straight to his room. He had these two little bitty, um, uh, two little things like this. He'd go straight to his room, one in each hand. He'd go straight to his room, close the door. He'd be in there for hours just praising the Lord, dancing before the Lord, singing before the Lord. So much that we began to think, is he okay? <laughs> I mean, he went, he went to a place that was, for us, it was like overboard. He got so enraptured with the Lord, and he started winning people to the left and to the right to the Lord. Just started pulling in people into the church left and right. And this man went from a broken, scattered person to a leader. Yes. Yeah. Uh, such strength and confidence. We were, we were in awe of him. Yeah. What can do that? There's only one thing that can do yes. it. Yes. Yes. Right now. And it's right here. Yes. It's the presence of God. Yes. And the more time you spend in that, it'll transform you. It'll take you from a mouse to a lion. Yes, yes, it will. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Say, God's changing me now. God's changing me now. I'm not responsible for what he's going to do with you. All right, now. Hallelujah. I'm just the messenger. Yeah. All right. 
I'm writing my new book. I was uh, sharing this with Pastor Dave. I'm working on book number seven, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a lot out there. See, I had a visitation from the Lord. The Lord personally came and talked to me eight years ago in Berlin, Germany. I could see him stand before me just as clearly as I see any of you. It was an open vision. He's talking to me, and he said, I want you to begin to tell my people about the supernatural experiences and encounters I've allowed you to have by my grace. Mm. And I said, Lord, he said, I already know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. he, he said, you're thinking about the persecution. Right. You're thinking about the backlash. He said, my people are ready. Yes. That's good. You must tell them now. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I found that as I'm faithful to record these things, he gives me more. Amen. So in this next book, I'm just, how can we say, I'm coming out of the closet on this next book. <laughs> <laughs> as, as our Prime Minister Netanyahu said when Hamas was getting really tough, he said, all right, we're taking the gloves off too now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the gloves off. Yeah. And I want to share some things <laughs> of where you can go into the glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. Who has an Apple phone? Raise your hand. Where's Apple headquartered at in America? What state? California. California. What city? Cupertino. Cupertino. How in the world did a little town in California get the name Cupertino? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Why in that little town of Cupertino is now what is known worldwide is probably the most brilliant corporation in the world. Mm -hmm. Where did all that come from? There was a man in the 1600s, born in 1603, passed away in 1663. Don't think because it was the 1600s. There's not documentation. There's boatloads and boatloads and books and books of documentation of Joseph of Cupertino. Mm -hmm. Cupertino, oh, Italy. Wow. You can Google him sometime. I've got rare manuscripts on his life. Mm. This was the man that was known as the flying monk who would get so caught up into the presence of God into the presence of God. You catch what I'm saying? But he was so thirsty for, for God, but get so caught up in the presence of God, up he goes. Up he goes. In front of all the other monks, in front of people that would see, he flew before popes, he flew before European royalty, he flew before hundreds of people. And sometimes he would get so enraptured with God, he would grab others and take them up with him. Wow. One time when he saw a, a, one of the monks carrying a little bitty lamb uh, as a representation of Christ for the Passover. His heart began to beat so fast, he got so happy about Jesus, the Passover lamb, he ran and took that little lamb and threw it up in the air. And it stayed there, and he went up with it. Wow. <laughs> Woo! And it was witnessed by hundreds and hundreds of people. And so the Pope said, we're going to have to do something with him. <laughs> we cannot let this be turned into some kind of like, you know, like... What people will do. They, people, so they took him and hid him in the most remote, obscure monasteries of Italy. But somehow people would find out. They would find out. And they, they had him locked down. But even in the monastery, up he'd go. Up he'd go. And even the doctor sworn testimony when Joseph was on his deathbed. And the doctor is trying to attend to him. And the doctor, you know, Joseph is laid out. He's about to die. And the doctor is trying to check him and stuff like that. The doctor even said, oh, my goodness. He didn't realize the whole time he's trying to attend to him. The guy's floating in the air. He's not even on the bed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Truth Jesus. is stranger than fiction. Yeah. 
God can take you to some places that can really uh, just get ready because it's, it, it's already coming out of the closet. Hallelujah! We know there's counterfeit, but uh, there's only counterfeit when there's genuine. Nobody counterfeits a, a $7 bill. Why? Because there's not one. They counterfeit 100 because there is one. Yeah. But just because there's a counterfeit, you don't throw your money away, do you? If you do, send me after the service. You can give it to me. Praise God. But no, you don't do that. But also the Holy Spirit, he'll really help you. Because uh, discerning the spirits is very, coming very, very strong in the body of Christ. Yeah. Glory. Glory. Mm, thank you, Jesus. By the way, I, if, if I had time to sit down with you, I could give you at least 30 saints mm -hmm. within the last few hundred years that had the gift of levitation. Mm. Lifting up in the spirit because they get lost in the presence of God. Not just in the Catholic Church. I can give you examples in the evangelical church. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Pastor Stephen, are you Protestant? Not really. I don't have anything to protest. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy wherever God sends me. I preached in all kinds of... I preached in Catholic churches where, where, where the uh, American missionaries are saying, how in the world can you do stuff like that and get away with it? Love. Amen. If you love them, they can yes. feel it. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah. And also the exposure. Yeah. If you honor what they honor, you find yourself in those streams. I could, I could give you name after name of the grace of God poured on people. Here was a young man. His name, where was his name at? He was very, very interesting. Uh, Gerard Mahela. Mm. St. Gerard Mahela. And he oftentimes was lifted up. One time they said he was lifted up three quarters of a mile into the air. Mm. And another time they said he was so high up, it was higher than what you could shoot a very powerful bow and arrow at that time. Mm. Higher, just standing up there worshiping the Lord. And he doesn't know he's lost in the glory. He's in the presence of the Lord. Amen. But one time one of, the, um, one of the Catholic fathers said, you know, uh, we're, we're concerned about you because of these experiences and we don't understand all of it. We know you have a love for God, but we don't, we don't have a foundation for this. And he grabbed that man's heart. He grabbed that man's hand, basically said, here's your foundation. Put his hand. Gerard said, here, here's the foundation. And when the father put his hand on Gerard's heart, his heart's beating almost 200 beats a minute for Christ. He's just fanatically crazy about Jesus. So much that the, the, the priest and a father and another doctor said it seemed like his heart was going to burst out of his chest because mm. of his love for God was so strong. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying when you go out to the Lord, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Thank you, God. I talked to a pastor in America. <clears throat> Tell the person next to you, are you sure you're ready for this? Are you sure you're ready for this? <laughs> Just reply and say, I think I am. Just tell them all I'm trying to do is draw near. Let me have a little water. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That'll work. Thank you. Praise God. How many of you are ready to go into some new places with the Lord? Yes. Even new experiences? Yes. Yes. Praise God. It's yours, right? I was I was uh, ministering at a church in California. I was a speaker, and after after the meeting's over, I'm I'm talking with the pastor, and the pastor said, um, 
He said, Brother Stephen, I had a speaker come before you and he, he asked me an unusual question. I said, what did he ask you? He said, he said, he leaned over to me and he whispered to me. Now this man ministers in another country, but he was in America, in California, spoke at this guy's church. So this minister leans over to the pastor and says, uh, in your church, what do you do with the floaters? <laughs> and the pastor said, uh, you mean like floaters in your eye when you get older? You know, you're like, no, no, no. What do you do with the floaters in your church? The pastor said, well, what, what do you mean? He said, you know, when the praise and worship begins to get really hot and powerful and people just get caught up in the presence of God and all your church members start going up, he said, what do you do with yours? <laughs> and so this pastor said, he said, Pastor Steve, I don't know what to tell this guy. And so he said, he goes, well, he goes, well, what do you, you tell me first what you do with yours. <laughs> Well, he said, he said, when it first started happening, we weren't sure what to do. So we, we get a rope and tie, uh, you know, get like eight foot length and tie one end to the chair and tie the other end to their ankle. That way they only get about eight feet up. But after a while, after a while, we just, you know, we thought, well, maybe we, we could just let them go up because there's a roof. But they'd go up and their hitch would just be right up to the top of the ceiling, you know, 30 foot building. Wow. Then we had some outdoor meetings and we just let them go like a balloon. <laughs> I said, so what do you do with them in your church? <laughs> Just say, Lord, reward me. Lord, reward me. However you want. However you want. Well, we can always tie you down. Pastor David can tie you down if you get it. <laughs> and that was the thing with Joseph of Cupertino. Whenever... The, the head of the monastery mm -hmm. would call him down. Instantly he would come out of the spirit mm -hmm. and come down. That's right. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. He would always obey. He was very, very impressed of the Holy Spirit of the importance of obedience to those in spiritual authority. Yeah. It didn't matter how high he was floating or anything, he would always come down. They'd say, they'd say, Brother Joseph, come out. Come out of your vision and come down. And he'd fly, he'd fly down. He'd fly down. And then he'd very shy. He would say, oh, excuse me. And he would do like this and go back to his little room. He, did, he didn't want any publicity. He didn't want anything like that. <laughs> Glory to God. But there are some things the Lord's going to do publicly. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Glory to God. By the way, Joseph of Cupertino was the one that was known as the dunce. The idiot. <laughs> That's right. No monastery would take him. <laughs> he applied, and they said, you're unfit for religious service. You're an idiot. <laughs> Finally, one monastery decided to take him in. After his mother pleaded and begged and begged right. and begged, one monastery decided to take him in. They said, we'll let him take care of the donkey. Mm. That's all he can do. Mm. And honestly, that's all he could do. <laughs> he knocks stuff over, breaks things, and drops things, and drop pots and pans, and uh, he couldn't do anything right. They let him take care of the donkey. But the anointing got stronger. Just spend time in the presence is all he did. It got so strong that whenever European kings and emperors could not make difficult decisions, they would go and seek his wisdom. Wow. And he could answer the most perplexing questions and divert wars and answer all types. Even deep theological questions he could answer. And he could only quote one verse from the Bible. <laughs> That's all he could quote. 
when he went before the ministerial board to get his ordination to go in the priesthood, he went and it was the, the board was like the strictest, how can we say, all PhDs, <laughs> judging extremely hard. You have to have known Latin and Hebrew and Greek and all and just know all of this stuff. And here he is, the idiot, going before the board to apply for priesthood. And all he knew was one scripture. And he goes before the board and the man, the theologian who's going to do the interrogating, make sure you, you're well versed in scripture, ask him to quote a vague verse. Quote me John 8, 12. It was the only verse he knew. <laughs> <laughs> and he quoted it. And with such love of God began to go into a huge discourse over that one verse. And it just overwhelmed the whole board. And they said, oh, this guy's a genius. Let me hear Now, alcohol is based in Cupertino, California. And when the Spanish missionaries came over, they claimed that town in honor after Joseph of Cupertino. Wow. So the most idiotic person in the eyes of people is now where most brilliant company is at. Yeah. Today. The glory of God. Yeah. See, if you seek, if you seek, if you seek, if you seek, he will come. Yes. Come. And you're walking a level of wisdom. Yes. Hallelujah. You walk in glory. Yes. Hallelujah. All the gifts of the Spirit, all that will come. See, David said, At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's right. That's back to that Psalm 16, verse 11. Fullness of joy in his presence mm -hmm. and all of these pleasures at his right hand. So that's icing on the cake. Yes, it is. If you get him, you get all the goodies. That's yes. right. If you get his face, you get his hand. Mm. Glory. God's going to make millionaires out of some of you and him. Yes. Glory. Multi-millionaires. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 Glory. Glory to God. Because you'll use it, you'll use it to take care of what you need to take care of, but you'll just pour it also into a global Amen. evangelism. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's it. Yes. Some people say they'll do it. They don't really do it. I know you will. That's yes. right. Give it to you. You yes. seek you. That's the point. Yeah. You just seek. Glory. And then, and then you have it, and you know the value of it. You appreciate it, but it just doesn't own you. You're just. That's good. You just good. God. You're. Uh, yep. Right. Because you just you're just as happy with him when you didn't have it as you now have it. That's right. right. Why That's couldn't right. go back? It didn't never satisfy in the first uh -huh. place. No, it doesn't. Glory. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands. Yes, Father. Father, we thank you. Yes, yes Jesus. In this brief time together, that this can inspire us. Your word can inspire us to press in, yes. knowing that you will come with your presence and you will reward. Yes. And you can reward in ways that can really even stretch us. So, Father, right now, by your Spirit, just begin to bear witness of what it is that you're wanting to do in the lives of your people. Some of you are seeing uh, images in your mind. God's showing you your future, what he wants to take you into. And uh, just, just let the Holy Spirit begin to minister to you right now. God, we give you glory and praise. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we just worship you. Thank you. We worship you and give yes, you praise. Father. Lord, you're unlocking destinies right now. Yes, the time sir. is short. We must run with yes, you. Yes. Father, we thank you. There's a river in this church of joy and happiness. 
glory of being drunk in your presence. Father, yes. we thank you. We thank you that we're going to receive the the, uh, the former and the latter rain all at the same time. Yes. We're going to have manifestations of the old glory yes. and the manifestations of the new. Yes. We thank you, Father God, that the weak are being made strong. Thank you, Father God. Those of you that have struggled with academics, maybe in your college, maybe in uh, high school, even younger, if you will seek the Lord, God will illuminate your brain. Yes. God will illuminate your mind. Yes, Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Praise you, Lord God. We praise you, O God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your anointing upon the children, upon their minds, upon their brains. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Downloads coming now. Yes, God. For those that are here. Holy Spirit is releasing downloads right now of empowerment. Blessings are flowing right now. The glory cloud is here. There's a moving of the Spirit, uh, like a circular uh, motion right in here, like a whirlwind of heaven. Father, we just thank you. We give you praise for refreshing, refreshing and, and strength. Now, the Lord is saying that if you have been drinking from the wrong cup or cups, you need to start drinking from Him. Start drinking from him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some of you have said, I've struggled with this certain thing, Pastor Stephen, and I've tried to stop. Don't focus on trying to stop. Just start drinking from the Lord. He'll dry it all up. He'll dry it all up. Praise God. So make a commitment right now. I see angels coming into the room right now. These are recording angels, scribe angels. They're going to record commitments. If you want to make a commitment to really begin to seek the Lord, Oh, ha, 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 if you want to make a commitment to really go after the Lord, glory to God. Make a commitment in your heart right now. God will yes. give you the desires of your heart. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. I stand before you yes. today as a minister of the gospel, knowing that the Bible says, Thou shalt not lie. Yes, I have Lord. to tell you, I can't be in life. I wouldn't, didn't tell the truth to you. I tell you the truth that the Lord Jesus took me and caught me up to heaven and allowed me to meet in heaven, Joseph of Cupertino. Wow. Yes, Father. And allowed that saint to give me a tour of heaven. If that weren't true, it'd be alive. I said it wasn't true, but it's true. Hallelujah. I sought the Lord, and out of these times, God just sweeps in and says, I want to bless you for having sought me. And the ways that he does it are things I couldn't even imagine or think about. Praise God. And there's also the natural blessings. You heard how that dear brother and his wife received the wonderful vehicle. God will begin to touch into your life, touch into your life, touch into your life. He's doing it now with the name of Jesus. A great man of God, a pastor in Africa, I won't call his name, but he stood before his church and he said, I love you. He said, I do not need any of you to give me another car. I've got too many cars. I don't need another car. He finished saying that, went outside after the service, and there's 10 more brand new cars that had just been given to him. My friends, there's something about God. He'll pour it out on you. Hallelujah. As soon as he finished saying that, went outside, 10 brand new cars had already been given to him by the time he said that, and the service was concluded. God's touching you right now, right now, right now. 
right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Make yes, a commitment Father. now yes. to seek the Lord in your own way. Yes, There's many different ways you can do this. There's prayer. There's fasting. There's time in the Word. There's getting up early. There's maybe getting up late. However, you just figure out your own format, your own method. God will work with you. But go after the Lord like you never have before. Go out. I dare you go after Him on your lunch break. I dare you to eat your sandwich and try to read the Bible at the same time. I dare you to do it. Hallelujah. Because God will reward you. If you draw near, He will draw near. He will draw near. He will draw near. He'll visit you there at your yes. lunchtime, in your yes. lunch place. Yes, oh, glory to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory. You slip off to the restroom at work for five minutes. Gobble up five minutes of Scripture. Yes. Go back out. Yes, yes. Go back out. Hallelujah. Stay filled up. Keep on drinking. Yes. And you'll be so happy. You'll be so full. You'll be so full. And all these other things will dry up. Yes, They'll dry up. Hallelujah. Yes, God's Jesus. changing some things. Yes, right, now. Yes. right now. Shut up. There's some things that need to be cut off. God's cutting them off right now. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord Thank Jesus. You, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Fragrances of the Lord are beginning to move. God's even going to begin to give supernatural taste in the Spirit. Father, we yes, thank you. Just bless your people. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bless your people. I want to ask everybody to stand up, to stretch out just for a moment. Yes, Father. I just pray in the spirit of I was in San Francisco ministry one time sitting on the front row and the speaker that had just finished came down and sat next to me and while we're sitting there on the front row he goes into a vision and the holy spirit lifted him up and took him to jerusalem yes. from san francisco to jerusalem and the lord met him there in the city of hebron and said and said free your schedule up for the next three months and come meet me in hebron and he left the next day for hebron <laughs> He came out of the vision. He said, Pastor Stephen, I just got back from, from Israel. I said, what happened? He said, the Lord told me to leave and meet him uh, in Hebron. He'll visit me there. Yes. And he did, and God did. Yes. Glory to God. God's going to do something. Glory. Yes, Father. Yes, God. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up just for a moment. We need to sing a song to the Lord. Well, a song of worship, whatever God puts on your heart. Yes, Jesus. Lord, we just worship it. As you sing, God's going to begin to touch you. The fragrant song again. Oh, yes. The fragrant song. Song. You remember the song? Pastor Ina, can we sing the song Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus. There's just something.
just drink from him as you sing to him. Please come stand right here. How many how many days did you make it on your fast? Thirty-one. Uh, the Lord understand. This is Brother Quentin from Austin. Yes, sir. Austin, Texas, and you came into this meeting expecting God to touch you and do something special. Yeah. There's beautiful fragrance uh, beginning to move right in here. Yes, Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. This man just finished an extended fast seeking God. If you seek him, he'll do what? He'll reward you right now. Can you do something like that? God not notice? No, no, God notices. Hallelujah. Some of you today, God's God's stirring you to seek him with fasting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He'll draw near. And this brother had done something to sow into our television ministry. I won't say what it was. But it was something that reminded me of how G Jesus watched the woman give into the, the offering. She gave everything. Hallelujah. Yes. Gave everything. This brother did something sacrificial. It caught the Lord's heart and it caught my heart. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know what it is to give everything. Yes. Some people say they, they give all. But that, that's just one account. They got eight accounts. See what I'm saying? I gave everything. Technically, what they're saying, I gave all from that account. Which was the smallest one. Mm. But sometimes, God will throw down a gauntlet. Say, I gave everything. I gave my son. Mm. They said, now what would you do? Mm. Wow. 
Praise God. There's a man today that's probably the most respected minister in Africa. Powerful, powerful church. I won't say his name. Great, great man of God. And he said the reason that he has now global status as a great man of God, knowing that it's all from the Lord, but the reason that he came into that is because one day his old pastor called him and all of the other associate pastors into his office. Mm. This old pastor was a mighty prophet of God. That You talk about hearing from God, this man was dialed in. This old prophet called all of his associate staff in. Called them all in, husbands, wives, pastors, assistant pastors, all come in, stand before the prophet. The prophet said, the Lord told me to tell each one of you, go empty all of your accounts and bring the money here and put it into the house of God. Try to smile this morning. <laughs> That's kind of, those are nice testimonies until it hits you right. <laughs> and so they, they left, they left and they came back. They came back later. He said, now, whoever obeyed me, step forward. Mm. And only one man stepped forward. He had taken every account he had, every penny, every dollar, and poured it into the house of God. And that prophet said, now all of you that are here, listen to me now, say the word of the Lord. Because this man did this. He and he alone will have my mantle. Mm. And he is the only one qualified as evidence before all of you that obeyed me. And he will now have my mantle. And that, that man that took that mantle today his church, just a seating area, holds 50,000. It has multiple overflow services. Can't get all the people into one meeting. One of the greatest ministers on the earth today. Because he he stepped out. Stepped out. That's what this brother did. He did something amazing. Just lift your hands, Brother Quentin. You like, do you like cars? What's your, I, I say this for natural knowledge, is it your Instagram? Do you have a picture of you in a car? Email. On your email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen it. You in a car. You like cars? Yes, I do. Come over here. <laughs> Before the Lord, who is evidencing, watching everything going on, what kind of car do you want? Now, don't ask for plan B. Ask for what you want. Now, I'm going to tell you, yesterday when I drove here, when I, I didn't drive, I was driving around in the rental car. And I was looking at a BMW, some BMWs. I went to CarMax and was looking at some BMWs <laughs> yesterday. Okay. And I was like, I don't want no small car. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. That's right. You That's said, what we want now. We want honesty. No, no, you, you said today, you said why drive with something? You can drive a Bentley. And I looked it up right there. So you me. Okay. I said that's what I'm looking for right there. I'm just being honest. I ain't holding back. I'm just telling you that Bentley was mine. It was big enough for me. Well, that's what you're looking for. Ford Fiesta. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're in the glory. That's what you want. Amen. Put your hands. Put your hands, both of you. Put your hands on it. Father God, we join our faith together. Lord God, bring it into his life. He's emptied his, himself. He's emptied everything. And he has fasted over 30 days in seeking of your face, crying out to you. Yes, Lord. You know, God, you touched you touched him and 
And Lord, I, I feel led to ask this prayer of him. Oh God, give him a bit me. In the name of Jesus, we join our faith together as a threefold cord. Give him a beautiful victory. With no strain to take care of maintenance, with no strain to take care of insurance, and no strain for the premium fuel, no strain for the service of it. We thank you, Father. Smooth. So, Lord, he's going to need to make some new monies. We need to come into a new gear financially. Let that touch him now. Prosperity. Prosperity. Prophetic prosperity. Fire in the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, you, he's done what it says in the scripture. It says, uh, it says in the Old Testament that the fat belonged to the Lord. I don't see no fat on the man. It's all got burned up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord God, let some fat come back and let some financial fat come on him now in the name of Jesus. We release the anointing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bless him in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, a testimony. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, glory. Glory. I see, um, what's something called when you got a bunch of horses? You need a car, like a corral? Corral. Yeah, I see a corral of cars. Wow. Amen. You might need some more room. Glory to God. Amen. A lot of the people that were, I have my office at, a lot of the men, uh, they have these Literally, you call them warehouses. You know, honestly, I know it's in them. Nothing but the cars. <laughs> but see, when you have them, you can just bless. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. Mm. Lift your hands. Say, Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. And Lord, oh, there's the wind of the Spirit. Who'd like to go into the prophetic realm and see the angels of God lift your hands up both hands? Father, you see those with open hearts, lifted hands. Father, thank you for angelic visitation because I walk in this, I can release this over their lives. Paul said that you are partakers of my grace. He could release what he walked in. I release the prophetic message. Lift your hands and release the prophetic grace. Now, to see the Spirit, or yes, touch you, their Jesus. eyes, so yes. that you can just go look right now. God will show you some things. We just release that anointing to see into the Spirit realm. Thank you. Yes, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Yes, it's going to happen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's going to happen to you three. Amen. Into the glory realm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Some of you are just going up. Just go up right now and just look whatever the Lord shows you. Father, thank you for your supernatural fragrances that are moving yes. in the meeting right now. God's touching people on the internet right now. God bless you. Receive what you need from the Lord right now. We're standing on holy ground. Receive from the Lord. Oh. 
Where's the intercessor for Brother Sid? I, you said, yes, yeah, stand up. Um, just share this with Brother Sid. That there are going to be times on the live recordings where the whole crowd will go into a vision and see Jesus on the set. You won't be, they won't be able to see him with their physical eyes unless it's open vision. But uh, in other words, he's not there physically. He will come back one day physically. You understand what I'm saying? But he's going to appear, and those that will be there will be shocked and stunned. They'll say, my goodness, the Lord is standing there on the set with Brother Sid. I believe he'll be one of those that will see it. These are the corporate anointings where the glory is poured out. And many people will be, of course, electrified and touched when they see the Lord. God bless you. Uh, who would, uh, this is very holy. Think about this before you put your hand up. Who would like to see the Lord? Look at the hand. You have to go there in your heart. You have to go there in your heart. Pastor Jim, I know I'll see him one day in heaven. Y yes, yes. I'm just telling you, you, you can have encounters. Lord, you see all the hungry hearts. And I'll never forget the day you first revealed yourself to me. You even allowed, you even turned sideways so I could see your face profile from the side. Oh, Lord, you're amazing. Lord, there are some that are here that are destined to have divine encounters. Uh, Pastor Dave, you will have more encounters with the Lord. And most certainly you and so, Father, we just thank you for that. Thank you, thank you for that. Mm. Hallelujah. Anybody, unbelievers, atheists, skeptics, you're watching. With an open heart, you may say, I have no clue about any of this. I don't know if there's a God I don't believe or whatever. Maybe I'm, but if you just be open and say, God, if you are real, reveal yourself to me. And just open your heart. God will somehow get the message across to you. He is the message. He'll reveal himself to you. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love touching people all over the world today. Yes, now, God, seal what you've done. Who's getting a supernatural fragrance? Just wave your hand. They've got something way back in the back. You mean God's so big he could reach that far back? What are you getting? Say again. Lavender. Woo! A beautiful purple lavender. The royalty of God resting over your shoulders. Yes, God. Who else are getting something? My sister, both hands up. What are you getting? You're getting something? Is it a fragrance like floral or? Okay. Yeah, so the heavens are open over your life. Uh, is that, who's that next to you? Okay, I see new prosperity coming for both of you. You have such giving hearts. God's going to empower you to be very strong in giving. But the glory coming on you and your house in a beautiful way. Lord, we give you praise. Okay, it's getting stronger. Who else is getting something? My sister right there. A floral fragrance. That smells beautiful. Uh, so you're being lifted into the heavenly realms. That's, your, that's also your entrance into the heavenly realms. The first thing you'll notice is the smell. Heaven smells so glorious I'm, see, I'm telling you you don't have to wait to go there you can have you can go there now you can be lifted up now one day you will go there completely yes, yes you're in the heavenly realms so just let the lord yeah amen 
Amen. See, it's your first citizenship where you really belong. Who else? Yes, ladies. Potpourri. That's beautiful. See, that's a blending, a mixing. See, white, black, mixing the love of Christ. And it makes something beautiful, doesn't it? Who else? Yes. Kind of woodsy and floral. All perfumes have a base note, middle note, high note. The high ones are their floral, and the low ones are usually the woodsies. Way over there on the side. Yes, brother. Lilies. The white lilies. Jesus is the white lily. I have a friend, he has a ministry called Living Lilies. <laughs> Let me just a couple more. Yes, over here. What are you getting? Gardenia. You're in the Garden of God. There's an original Garden of Eden. Came down out. Yes, yes brother, what are you getting? Orange. That's the energy of God coming into you. Praise God. You're like Caleb saying, Give me my mountain. The best is yet to unfold in your life. Glory. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. We had a variety of beautiful Middle places. Eastern fragrances. And very strong, of course, for me and Pastor Kelly Rapp with the Middle Eastern fragrance swirling around. Praise God. Father, we thank you. One more time, lift your hands to the Lord. Glory. Father, we thank you for visitations. It's not ending, it's just beginning. The service is going to close, but it's just beginning the glory yes. release. We thank you. Thank Lord you. Jesus, we give you all the praise. Yes, we thank you also for all the all the goodies at your right hand that you make us happy with. But you're you're our ultimate joy. Yes. You're our crown jewel. Oh God, we bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Dave, God bless you. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.